All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Offbeat Sports Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my main man, David Casper. Um, we're going to talk some NBA awards as the season comes to an end. We're going to go through the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved, Sixth Man of the Year, and Coach of the Year. So we'll get into it. So what's going on, David? How are you feeling? I'm chilling. All right, we'll start. We'll start yeah, with um, the MVP. So MVP, I got a list of names that I think we can probably agree on most of them that they're in the candidacy. I think some of them kind of like lost their spot, but we can still go over them. So like, I think, and this is no particular order, not a rank. This is just the names. So in my list of MVP candidates, I got Jokic, Embiid, LeBron, Giannis, Luka, Tatum, D-Book, Ja, and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. And I think some of those names we can definitely like, I think it's safe to take them off the list at this point. But All right. Let still. me give you my top five. This is my top five. I know a lot of you might have something different, but I'll give like a, in, in order. Uh, yeah, I'll start from five and go down to my winner. I think this is just like you, I'll give a little explanation just real quick. So I got at five. I have Booker. I mean, he's they, they got the best record in the NBA by far. He's the best player on that team. It's really performing for them. I think if he wasn't top five, that would be uh, concerning just because of how good the Suns are. Um, you got to you got to think. All right, they're the best team. He's the best player. He's got to be in that conversation. I don't think he'll win it, but he's got to be there. So then in four, I have Tatum after a second half surge and a pretty good first half of the year. I think he's really surging into this converse, this conversation overall. So there, I have Tatum at four. And then three, I have Giannis. He's going to be uh, – This is controversial already. He's going to be a yearly candidate for the MVP um, just because of how good he is. Um, then two, I actually have Embiid. I know he's the favorite, but I just think uh, somebody like who is on like the or they they're supposed to have a stack team and they're the four seed right now. I think that does. I don't think you can really call him the MVP. Um, but uh, in the number one, I have Jokic, who I saw play live last week in Washington, and I have been a huge Jokic stand since then. And I really see the magic he pulls off on the court. I'll give some brief explanations on a couple of that. I don't think Luca's in the conversation just because I don't think the Mavs are good enough uh, for Luca to be in, in the conversation. LeBron should not even be close to the conversation just because of how bad the Lakers are. Those are empty yeah. stats. Um, Cause if like you think about it, if, Let's say the thunder if shot or Shea Gilgis was averaging 30 on the Thunder, no nobody would be like that dude deserves an MVP vote. Um and then DeMar has kind of like been up and down throughout the season, so it's hard to put him in that conversation. Uh I'll get into my top five. Um at number five, I have Jason Tatum because like his rise to superstardom is just ridiculous. Like, obviously, we're from New England, so we are Celtics fans, but, like, I don't think anybody can deny the stuff he's doing. Like, when I watch Tatum play, I, like, it's not even just that he's scoring a lot of points. It's he's coming down, hitting a three, next possession, another three. Like, I saw him against the Kings, three straight possessions with a three, and then the fourth possession was a foul away from the ball, and he hit a fadeaway like Bird did, and he made it. And it was all net every single time. Like, I don't know what got into him. His defense is like this really improved. True. He's like top net rating in defense. He's the best net rating in the NBA, in the NBA right now, which is crazy. At number four, 
I actually do have Luca because people can say what they want about the Mavericks. The Mavericks are 46 and 29. The Bucks and Sixers are 46 and 28. So they're half a game behind them if you want to compare them. I know it's different conferences, but yeah, they're I, also I mean, they're also the fourth seed in they the play, West. They play they, like you gotta think the Mavs, they play in the Western conference, so they're playing and I think the East is better this year. So it's hard to compare records that way, but I just think well, he also has the best head to head matchup. He has the best head to head matchup with Booker, Tatum, Embiid, Jokic, and Ja this year. Mm-hmm. He's like his team just has I'm the best record he, while he's I playing. Probably, yes. I would have him at six. I just think it's hard to put him above some of those guys. I actually, I was tempted to put him higher. I I think four is I think four is solid. I had him at two for a second, and I was like, that might be too high because they have been unreal since the All Star break. Number three, I know people are talking about Embiid here and there. Like I'm, I understand he's having an insanely good season. But I just don't – I don't think he's, like, playing – I think he's playing just as well as the top two guys. But it's just not – it's not the same. Like, his defensive impact is there. His usage percentage is insane. It's 37.5%. I will, like, that's coming from NBA.com. And Westbrook set the record with 41.5. So he's, like, right up there with Westbrook. Like, his MVP year. That's crazy. I think with Harden and with the quality of the Sixers overall this year, I think Doc Rivers has always been a good regular season coach for the most part. Um, I think that factors into it. But I still have Giannis at number two. I think Giannis is still – I think Giannis is the best player in the NBA. If everyone's healthy, I still don't think you can stop him in any way. And he just improves every year. His defensive impact is is ridiculous. His scoring this year has increased – like he's just so consistent all around. And is he's averaging what, like six assists a game now as a power yeah. forward. And he's having a ton of triple doubles with big numbers. Yeah, yeah. And his team and his team's winning. His team's yeah. winning too. Like him and the the Sixers and Bucks have the same record, but honestly, if, you, if it wasn't for voter fatigue, he'd probably he'd probably be one of the like he'd probably be the MVP to be honest with you. And that's why I think that's why I think it might go to Embiid just because of voter fatigue and like Jokic won it last year, so they may not go back to back. But Jokic is my number one. So I'm, I'm assuming Yo- he's Jokic is also my number one. I just it's gonna sound controversial, but he is like the most effortless basketball player I think I've ever seen. It is dude. like him him and Durant. I think Durant's number one. I think Jokic is under that. But dude, every time I turn on a game and I watch Jokic play. Like, it doesn't matter what the score is. I think he can pull off a comeback. Like, I was watching the game when they played the Sixers. I turn it on. They're down, like, 20-something. And I'm like, I don't know. Jokic can probably pull. I was like, Jokic can pull this off. Watching couple him threes, read. couple dunks, that crazy pass to end the half. Got a dunk for Will Barton. And they ended up winning him. that – they won that game. Watching him read the floor is some of the most incredible basketball I've ever seen. Just being at the game. It's even more incredible in person than on TV. And it's, I, I don't, he's my favorite. He's like, he's like Warden, but like good. He moves <laughs> just like, the, he's got the same the clip, little aneurysms. We'll have to clip that and send it to him. <laughs> you should. He's got the same little aneurysms, that little, that little uncle jog. <laughs> All right. So we'll move on to defensive player of the year. We'll kind of go through this one a little faster. Uh, mine's pretty controversial. Um, my top three, uh, actually, I'll give you my top, my top four, just because I want to, sh- before I got smart, I think his defensive impact is greater than any guard in the league. 
And mm. I think if, if anyone, if a guard's going to win it anytime soon, it's going to be him. Uh, three, Definitely. a three, a little controversial, Rudy Gobert. People can say it's voter fatigue. I think it's just, I think he's not um, having the defensive impact, especially after watching the Celtics just pick him apart. Um, Jaron Jackson's at my two. He's really um, kind of had a coming out season of defensively um, and offensively as the Grizzlies have been much better. And my controversial winner is Robert Williams. Dude's having an incredible season. He has the best uh, – he's hurt, right? He just got hurt, which kind of stinks. But he has the highest defensive rating in the league, second by .1 in blocks per game. He's second in, in total blocks this season. Um, he, he's averaging close to a, a steal a game. He's, he, he's completely impacted – like, he's completely changed the Celtics defense – this season with and his just presence in that paint scares offensive players into missing shots even if he can't get his hand on it he's he's making people miss so that's why that's why he's my winner i'm gonna correct you on that his defensive rating in the nba is number eight but all the guys but all the guys in front of him are not like defensive player of the year two days ago two days yeah like you have to that's also like a stat you have to like the thing when a, with awards is you kind of like the analytics part's cool because you can take that into account for what they do, but you also got to use like pure stats, like points, rebounds, assists, how many wins you have. And then you also got to do the eye test, which is a huge thing with Jokic and like Giannis and Luca and Tatum and guys like that. Now, even LeBron, like you can watch LeBron and sometimes he's there. Sometimes he's not like, he's obviously had those low lights this year where he's just like not doing like defense or anything, but like, Number one in defensive ratings, Landry Shamit. Is anyone voting for him? Yeah. Or, okay. So maybe it might be like with players who like actually play. Then there was that yeah, he was first because it was like showing like it might have been like first for players that play over a certain amount of minutes. Maybe. No. Yeah. I know. I'm just, I was putting that out there. For yeah. The All right. Like, so who's your, who's your, your top guys? So at number five, I have Jaron Jackson. I think he's an underrated gem. I think the Grizzlies need him. I think he's, I don't want to say he's just as important as Jock because I think the whole argument that the Grizzlies are better without him, I think that's stupid because, like, any team, if they're missing their star player, no matter how good your record is, you're going to want them on your team. It's like – it like, there's been times where – um, what was it? Like, when KD, Kyrie, and Harden all played together, like, they were way better with Harden and not the other two. Mm-hmm. Do you think they wanted to play without KD and Kyrie when they had James Harden? Yeah. No, no. Like it's, I think that's, I don't think it's a dumb argument. I see. I mean, no, I I meant no, but I I meant, yeah, I understand. No, I know. I know what you mean. I think at four and five, I have a, or um, at number four, I have Smart and Williams like tied. Yeah. So I think either, either one could get it. Robert Williams is a huge part of the defensive impact of the Celtics. I just, I don't think it's all him. I think he sets the tone, Mm -hmm. but a lot of that leadership defensively goes to Smart, which is kind of why I have him up there too. Um, at number three, I got Rodi Gobert. Like he's in the conversation every year. If you don't have him in the conversation every year, you just don't watch basketball because he's yeah. unreal. He gets picked apart on the wings. That's his problem. But he's also a seven footer that's meant to stand in the paint. That's what he does. It's like that's like saying you want Mark Eaton to go guard. And like, that's why Michael Jordan. That's why I have Robert Williams ahead of him this year. It's just because Robert Williams has been able to guard around the. No, program. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm so just giving a comparison. It's yeah, like no, when Mark Eaton won it. 
you want Mark Eaton Garden, Michael Jordan, or do you want yeah, him in no, the paint? I, I get what you're saying. Exactly. So who's your number? Two? Number two, I have Bam. All right. Because Bam is like to me, Bam he's a Robert. Team. He's a to me, he's just a he's an upgrade to Robert Williams. It's like everything Robert Williams is good at, Bam's good at. Bam's got a little bit softer touch around the rim, I think. His jumper is a little bit better, obviously. His IQ, I would say, is a little bit better. He knows how to make a good read on a pass, but part of that's coaching. Part of that's Polstra and not Doka. Doka's obviously first-year coach. And I, at number one, I, I still have Giannis. Giannis? I just – I think he's the best defensive player in the league. I think he can do it like Gobert, and I think he I think can – a, a lot of people forget about him. I think he can do it on the wing, and he can do it in the paint. Either mm-hmm. one. doesn't matter. Whatever you ask him to do defensively, he's going to do it. And there are, there are a lot of good – I feel like this year is, there's, like, a lot more – or there's a lot better defenders, like, a lot more cont- oh, yeah. contenders for this award than there usually are. Because, like, even think have, about like, it. Usually you have, like, the one, two, or three guys that are awesome defenders that you can put in this conversation. This year I can I can probably come up with about, like, eight just off the top of my head that I feel like, like – even fun. even old faithful like Draymond Green, when he's healthy. Yeah. Draymond like, Green, he's you can unreal. put Jared Allen. You can put Jared Allen. Most underrated defender ever. I think I think he is like Jared Allen? one of the greatest defender. No, Draymond, oh, Draymond Green. Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching, he has breaks three on one, and he messes up the whole thing. Honestly, like, he it's was, insane. I think, to he was me. The, I think he was the favorite before he got hurt. Then definitely he was, was at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, what's going on? Yeah, and even just to end the defensive player of the year, you got the subtle names like even yeah. Tatum and Brown. They're mm-hmm. hooping defensively. Um, that or Derek White has been awesome. Like all that. Like, who, I mean, like, who am I? Who, oh God, what's his name? Who was the dude? The dude on the Spurs, Dejounte, oh, Dejounte Murray. Yeah, exactly. He's in there. So tough. Uh, rookie so of the year. Tough. Um, so yeah, you got a bunch of names here. Um, I think this the winner is pretty clear though, but like. I mean, you've had names like Scotty Barnes make some runs at this award throughout the year. Uh, he's helped Toronto. Cade Cunningham has made a push for it late, like Absolutely. late. Uh, Giddy was good before he got hurt. Um, Herbert Jones has been pretty good. Um, yeah, he turned it on. Is that the guy in the Pelicans? What? Is yeah, he the one on the Pelicans? Yeah, he turned yeah. it on. Crazy. There's another one. There's another one I'm forgetting, but uh, you know what I mean. Um, and my winner is Evan Mobley. And then I have Cade in second, Scotty in third. Uh, I think Evan Mobley, he's complete, has, has completely changed the way that Cavs team has played, uh, which will help. Actually, that way, or that statement will transition me into my most important pl- or most improved player. So uh, if you want to get, or I'm assuming you have Mobley. Yeah, I mean, most of it's the same. I, I told every, I told my friends, I think Mobley's going to win rookie of the year from the day he got drafted. He just, the potential there is insane. I actually got Scotty Barnes at number two. So I think Scotty Barnes, like Scotty Barnes is interesting to me. Cause like he like, he can be inconsistent scoring the ball, mm-hmm. but like rebounding and defense and like passing the ball, like his IQ is Celtics are playing him right now. And he's, uh, he's, he's guarding uh, our guards. Like, uh, very well, even though I mean we're hospital Celtics. Yeah, like even clips of him in high school and college, you can see it. Like he's yeah. like people are terrified to dribble on him. And then I got His Cade. Build is crazy, but yeah. Number three, I got Cade and Giddy tied. Yeah. Because obviously Cade turned it up late. Giddy's been out Giddy, for a while, so I think Giddy's been yeah. But when Giddy's playing, he's so solid. Yeah. Like he's so consistent. I mean, his jumper is kind of whack. He's got to work on that. Like, it just looks funky. Yeah. Like, he hits him sometimes, but he's got to work on it. Besides uh, that, though, like, he's so yeah. tough. 
So uh, now that let's get in the most improved player. And everyone, uh, I'm just going to preface my thing. Everyone's putting John Morant and like winning this. Uh, he probably will win it just because that's what everyone's saying. But yeah. my thing is, he was good last year. I don't, I don't know. Like the Grizzlies have made a big step, but like he was good last year. I think it's hard to make put the most improved player for someone who is like that good last year. And like he went from like probably he went from a star to like a like borderline superstar. So it's kind of hard for me to give him that award. So I'm going with my I'm going with the guy like I said in Cleveland, Darius Garland. He's com- he's completely yeah. changed. Like from last year, last year he was like they were he was completely irrelevant. The Cavs are completely irrelevant. This year, they're without Sexton, and he's turned the Cavs into like uh, they were like a top top uh, seed in the East for a while, and now they're yeah, like they were like almost they were like top two at like, one point, they right? The six right now. And yeah, but they're gonna make the playoffs. He's leading that team. Yeah, no, they are. I mean, but he's yeah. leading that team. He's kind of, he, he's having a great season. He, well, he was an All Star this year, right? Like he went from like, not, like barely even being talked about to an all-star that, that for me, that, that is the most improved player, like going from irrelevant to very relevant is in my book. And then, and, and then I have John Morant just cause he's in the conversation. Then I go third to Jonte Murray, who's having a great season. And then fourth yeah. miles bridges, who's also having a pretty good season. Shout out to Jared Allen too, though. Yeah. Jared Allen. I just think Jared, what Jared Allen's doing. He, he should have been an all. I think he should have been an all star right off the bat. Yeah, but he, like, he's, I think, doing, he's doing stuff that he's done like his whole career, and now people are just like seeing it because the Cavs are relevant. Like, yeah, but he's like he's the huge with... part of the team's success. Oh yeah, though. no, it's he different. is. It's yeah, like I probably have him next on the list. So obviously, my most improved player is Jaw, and I like I, I like kind of disagree with you because like let me read you some numbers, dude. So last year he averaged 19, seven and a half, and four. And I don't know what his usage percentage is. Let me check that really quick. That was last year. And then usage percentage last year, about 27%. Mm-hmm. This year his usage has gone up a ton, almost 34. It's 33.8. And I just saw this today. But did you know Jaws averaging 27.6 points a game? Yep. Yeah, I saw that. That's I, insane. I didn't realize he was scoring so many points. Like, dude, that's a huge change. Like, assist-wise, yeah, he's down a little bit. But rebounds, he's gone up almost two rebounds. He's over a steal now. I mean, yeah, the blocks is not really changed. Turn, the, turn, the huge thing for me is – But he's, just, he's the franchise player, and he's the franchise player last year. All Like, he won rookie of the year. It's hard to go from rookie of the year – like. I feel like it's hard to give a guy who was like already like known for being good, and now he's like very good. Like I, feel I don't, I don't like, think that's fair. We did that with Luca though. What? Did they end up give? They didn't end up giving most improved to Luca though, did they? I don't think. They, I I don't know if I don't think they did, but he shouldn't have won it. Well, like the year he was supposed to get it, he literally told the NBA, "He's like, don't give me this award. I'm not going to accept it. Give it to Devonte Graham." Yeah, but Luca should have won it. He went from he went from all star to superstar, like it was on like he went from solid he went from like star rookie to a superstar player. That's what Jaws is doing right in front of us. Like, I I kind of see but, what you mean. I, like, I think, but like though I feel like the award if it's gonna start going to like 
people who go from like star to superstar it's just like nobody that's not like like that is ever going to get recognized somebody's had like such an like awesome season and turned around his team completely like like Darius Garland has is never going to get recognized because he's not going to be an MVP candidate ever like most likely I I don't want to say ever but like with guys like Giannis, Jokic, and all those, and Tatum in the league, and Luca, like he's never going to be like in that conversation. So like that oh, that no, award is for guys like that. I, I just think that's like such a toss up, because like I remember it is. I forget, I forget what year it was. Like one of Brandon Knight's last years in Milwaukee, they were talking about it on TNT, and it was like him and Brandon Jennings were like in the racing for All Star. And Charles Barkley, I remember it because Charles Barkley was like, I put Brandon Jennings and Brandon Knight in because these guys will never have the chance to be all stars again, mm-hmm. which is cool because, like, you want to see it, you want to see the different names in the all star game. But, like, compared to the other guys, yeah, they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have been there. Like, Jaw is like all star to superstars. He, he wasn't even an all star last year. But I also have a hard time calling him a superstar just because it's been one year. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. Like you have to string a superstar season. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't call. I'd call Tatum like borderline superstar just because, like, this is probably about his second or second season of putting up awesome numbers, like second or third season. And I would call him like he's just entering that superstar range just because he's starting to put it together for a bunch of years now. and John Morant's still young. I don't, I'm not saying John Morant's not going to be there, but he he will. But like, you never know. Like, he could have a, like a career ending injury like tomorrow. And oh, yeah. Like, well, yeah. Especially with the way he plays with like the D Rose like effect. Like, would, uh, but so now, do uh, you want to go to six man of the year? I feel like we've, yeah, I'll just throw it in really quick. I had um, Miles Bridges number two okay. for mine. Those were my top two. It was one or the other. I think, it's, I think it's, no, he's up there too. I think in terms of how you're talking about the award, like I just think Miles Bridges went to like role player starter that no one cares about to like borderline all-star. I think Darius Garland and him. Garland have, went like, from like role player to all-star. So, Well, like what I'm saying is like they're like the same type of like improvement to me. Like obviously Dar- Darius is like the level up though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like – I feel like they improved like the same in different levels. Yeah. Like Miles Bridges got his name out there. Darius Garland like got his name out there in a different way though. Like people knew who Darius Garland was. People yeah. knew he was gonna be good. Like his potential was crazy. Miles Bridges was at kind of like a point where you're like, all right, he's got potential, but when's he gonna figure it out? Like when's yeah. he gonna do something with it? I think Lamelo Ball's a huge part of that. Like yeah. I think I think their chemistry is great. All right. So six man of the year. This one's pretty straightforward. It's yeah. obviously uh, Harrow. I mean, he's averaging twenty point nine off the bench. Um, he's having a great season. Um, he's really helped the Heat off of, uh, have, uh, create some scoring off the bench, especially with the, that team who's actually struggled to put the ball in the hoop. Because, the, but they've been a great defensive team. Um, so he's been a nice spark off the bench. Um, then second, I'd probably have Clarkson because I just think he's like an annual like. Six man, yeah, the like you just he's Jamal Lewis, yeah, he's just a great scorer off the bench for the Jazz. Uh, Ubre is my third, he's averaging 15.9 off cool. the bench for the Hornets. Um, and then fourth, um, this one might be a little debatable. I have Kevin Love, 
Uh, and same thing. Caleb's really like been a nice leader and like even producer off the bench for that Cavs team that's really shown out this season. So Definitely. those are mine. I think Harrow's the obvious winner. So if you, I don't know if you have anything different, but we. Uh, I mean, it's like sounds bad to say, but Hero's playing the best on the Heat. Like he's playing like the best player. Like Jimmy Butler is just struggling right now. Is like we all like know, nine, isn't he shooting like nine percent from three? It's bad. All Star break, but like it's Jimmy Butler though. Like if he if he does pretty good in the playoffs this year, I'll be like, all right, he just had like a little cold spell. Because mm-hmm. sometimes guys do that. It just well, the Heat are falling apart right now. What I would hate to see is Jimmy Butler fall into like the Baron Davis Gilbert Arenas category, where like they were super tough and then they just like started falling off slowly. Um, I don't think that's gonna happen. I just I think it's got to be Hero. Like, he's yeah. just he's crazy. Like yeah, I don't. It's watching him. He should be in most improved conversation too, honestly, because he's going from like I heard his name around All Star a little bit. I didn't think he was ever gonna make it this year at least, but still, like yeah, he's like paving a new wave for six months. Well, he he gets then, third on that team, but they just choose and he. Can't. Oh yeah, obviously. Um. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I got I got Ubre, Love, and then obviously Clarkson, Montrez Harrell up there a little bit. Just mm-hmm. casual six man every year vibes. But. All right, um, coach of the year, last one. Um, uh, Monty Williams is the favorite for this. I think I have him at second, and my winner is the Memphis coach Taylor Jenkins. I think that yeah. Memphis team's been a huge surprise this year. I think they're second in the West right now. Um, he's really coached them up. I think. Um, and I think the you, we referenced it earlier that their record without Jaws sixteen and two. I think that's a huge um, reflection of the coach just being able to like adjust to when guys are out um, and uh, being able to flip a flip a team that uh, I don't even think they were in the playoffs last year, borderline playoff team kind of a playing guy uh, team into a top seed in the West. I think that's a that's a very that's a reflection on the coach as much as the players. So I think he deserves this um, more than anyone. Monty Williams obviously is coaching the like best team in the league right now, but um, as if you're coming from a coaching point, um, I think Taylor Jenkins is coaching up Memphis more than Monty Williams is coaching up Phoenix. Uh, not discrediting Monty Williams, I think he's no, no, no. yeah, I got you. But I think Taylor Jenkins has done a great job with that Grizzly squad. Um, and real quick, I want to put Ime Adoka in third just because of like. Oh yeah, he's, like, he's got to get some. Around this he self. has to get some recognition, especially we're first in the East right now. It's not even biased anymore. Like, yeah, he's got to be like he's changed this team. Like he's the he's the defensive mind behind it all, and I think yeah. And even offensively, people keep saying the Celtics teams are great defensively. I mean, they were actually second in defensive net rating and first in offensive net rating in the last month. So that that's my spiel for Ime first third third and coach of the year. Damn, we're so nasty. That's lit. Yeah, so same thing. I'm not going to lie. I don't know all the coaches' names. I know Monty Williams. I don't know the Grizzlies coach's name. What's his name? Taylor Jenkins. And if someone's watching this, don't, don't like, talk bad about me like that. I just don't know the coach's name because I don't pay attention to that. But Grizzlies coach, Suns coach, obviously. I think Ime's up there. But I want to give a shout-out to let me look up who it is right quick because I want to get his name right. Cavs coach? Chris Finch. 
the Timberwolves coach. Oh, okay. Because the Timberwolves were so bad last year. And he completely unlocked Cat this year. Mm-hmm. I think part of that was, like, Cat kind of just being like, you know what, like, I do this. And, like, all the kind of outside attention that he's been having, like, in the world. Obviously, his mom passed away. Mm-hmm. He got personal stuff going on. But I think it's important to look at their coach because, yeah. like, Anthony Edwards was borderline all-star. He was unreal. D'Lo's, like, looking like – he's looking better. And Cat's playing unreal. And then I'd probably give Unless a shout-out to the, the – Celtics, then, uh, then they look Celtics. like – I'd give a, I'd give a shout-out to um, – is Rick who coaches the Mavericks? It's not Rick Carlisle anymore, right? No, he's in Indiana now. It's um, it's Kid. Oh yeah, Jason Kidd. He gets a little honorable mention. I don't like Jason Kidd, but he's doing yeah. a good job. So. Um, yeah. So I mean, if you if that's all I got for uh, this episode. But if you got any final words, Six Man of the Year honorable mention Anthony Simons. Yeah, right. not I, six man, not six man of the year. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's what I was about. Definitely needs some recognition. Um, I just he's, say, he's been turning it on. A lot of these Celtics players should end up in this conversation, especially defensive player of the year. And if they're not, I will be boycotting the NBA. Um, okay. I think. <laughs> um, I think I yeah. will burn TD Garden. Not actually, that's a joke. <laughs> burn NBA headquarters to the ground. Yeah. Um, it's a joke, guys. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. All right. Uh, so that's all I got for tonight. Thanks, uh, David, for hopping on. Yeah, it was fun. It's been a while since I was on it, so yeah. Hopefully, I'm on it again soon. Yeah, we'll Anything NBA, I'm there. It's yeah, we'll get you back soon. No. Um, this episode was brought to you by Celsius. Go check them out. Quality drink, uh, for your workouts. Um, so go check them out. Uh, thanks everyone. Drink true. Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs> we will talk to you next time.